Welcome back. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We are Stacey and Pete. We're here with a very special guest. My goddaughter. And our niece. Kira. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. She's back. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. So real quick before we get started, we've been doing our week in review lately, just talking a little bit about stuff that's been going on kind of on our social media and stuff like that. So today is a very special day in your world, Pita. Yes, it is. It is May the 4th. Be with you. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day to all who celebrate. (laughs) This will probably be like a month later by the time this comes out. That's fine. Today is Star Wars Day, so it doesn't matter. And we shared a very special video earlier (laughs) of you that was actually in 2020 before we started all this. It was. It was one of the things that kind of led us down this path. It's true because we were, it was like at the beginning kind of of the pandemic and a lot of other stuff was going on. And we found ourselves clinging to our childhood and teenage nostalgia. So we were watching YouTube videos of just... Toy commercials. Toy commercials from the 80s and 90s, probably, too. It was just a whole bunch. Like, I feel like an hour or so long of just toy commercials. Yes. And there was a particular one that there were some Star Wars toys involved. Yes, it was deep into this video. So we decided to have some drinks. (laughs) And I got very excited because it was the commercial for Jabba's Palace and all the band members And all the other little characters, and I was naming off all the ones that I had. And if it came on screen, I was like, had it, had it. So I think we should play a clip of it right here. Let's play it right now. (laughs) You're so proud of yourself. Oh, I'm very annoying, but you're welcome. (laughs) When he first heard it, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm so annoying. Like, man, I don't know why you put up with me. No, I thought it was cute. And another fun thing that has happened this past week. If you follow us on Instagram at all, you know that one of my favorite things that people send me are pictures of their childhood and teenage bedrooms from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Makes me so happy. And randomly, I decided to share a little video of a bunch of 90s bedroom photos that have been sent to me over the past year and a half. And it kind of blew up on TikTok. And so it was like a whole new group of people that didn't know we did that kind of thing. And they were all like, how can I send you mine? (laughs) So I've had like this recent influx of more 90s bedroom pictures. And it makes me so happy. 90s bedroom goodness. If you have pictures of your bedrooms from back then and you have not sent them to me yet, please do. Kira, did you decorate your bedroom? I did. I had lots of posters Floor to ceiling. Yeah. And I had a bunk bed in my room when I was younger and I had the bottom bunk. So I would cut out little clips from the magazines and I would cover the wall in the little clippings. And I decorated my locker with those magazine clippings. You want to tell them who was in your locker? (laughs) It was all Ariana Grande. (laughs) Every single picture was Ariana Grande. And I dedicated hours to cutting out these clippings. 
went through all my magazines. I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was really embarrassed that I did that. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't be embarrassed. We embrace all have it. things that you know we feel that way about, but just embrace it and. Also, if you haven't listened to the episode that Kira was on before, which was a 13 going on 30 episode, Kira's a little younger than all of us. I am. <laughs> than bit. most of us listening. She's 21. I'm 21. So, you know, obviously, I was just going to say, because Ariana Grande, it's a little beyond our time. <laughs> but it is. We can all find things we can relate on, which we'll be talking about that very soon. Yes, we will. But before we get into that, it's time for Show and Tell. Who's our guest this week? Oh, is it? I don't know. Kira? <laughs> it's me. It's her. All right, Kira. We already said how old you were. So because of your age, we're not going to ask you about your faves from the 80s and 90s. Right. We're going early 2000s, which means anything between the year 2000 and 2010. Okay. So, I mean, if you break the rules a little bit, it's okay. <laughs> don't break the rules, no. Kira. <laughs> I stuck in the time frame. Nice. Okay. Sure. She did it. So, first of all, favorite early 2000s movie? That would be 13 Going on 30, coincidentally, but that is just one of my favorites of all time, so it was fitting. There you go. It's a good one. Perfect. What about song? So, I picked two songs. Sorry, I cheated a little bit. That's all right. (laughs) I couldn't pick just one. I picked Get the Party Started by Pink. to put on performances to this song in my living room <laughs> with my cheerleader costume when I was four. Didn't maybe? you say your, your mom has video footage of that? She does. Okay. I'm I feel like I saw this in person. I'm going to need to see this. You probably did. <laughs> I. She said I used to do it all the time. Didn't you have a mic or something too? Yep. I had a microphone. I think I had one pom-pom. And <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. And yeah, that was the song that I love to dance to. And my second song is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Classic. Also a classic. I love that song. I used to love Avril Lavigne. Mm -hmm. I listened to her on my way to preschool. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Um, I feel like this is the moment that we can actually bring this up. (laughs) We had this discussion the other day. So what was it we were talking about? The Offspring? The Offspring. We were listening to music outside. Okay, so... Yeah, we were listening to The Offspring, and I said, I have this very specific memory of seeing an Offspring video premiere on TRL. Okay. Right? I mean, and I was probably 20, 19, I don't know, something like that. And what did you say, Kira? I said, I have a very specific memory of listening to The Offspring in my mom's car on my way to preschool. (laughs) (laughs) On the oldies station. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I think it was fresh at the time. Yes, it was probably fresh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Get the CD. But I love the song. What is the song called? Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty Fly for a White Guy was my favorite. Where Can do you stand? Baby. Where uh-huh. do you- <laughs> I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Where do you stand on the Avril Lavigne conspiracy controversy? Yes, we were just talking about this. I've heard of it that she was replaced with someone and she died in a car crash or something oh, like that. Oh, car crash. Okay. I could be mistaken, but I think that's what it was. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot that we don't know. There is. So I wouldn't be shocked if it was true, but I just saw a video of her performing with someone like a week ago mm. and she looked pretty Avril to me, so. And sounded Avril. Did she right? sound the same? Yeah, she did. She okay. sounded really good. All right. Well, I didn't say good. Yeah. Did she sound the same? <laughs> she sounded the same to me. Okay. All right. 
I mean, have you ever gone and like looked at pictures where they were trying to point out the differences in like the new Avril compared to the old Avril? I feel like I was looking into this a little bit like a year ago mm-hmm. and I just didn't buy it. I wasn't really buying it, okay. but you never know. It's fascinating though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. All right. Favorite early aughts TV show. It would have to be Hannah Montana. And I loved her so much that I saw her live in concert as well, and the Jonas Brothers opened. Oh. Yep. And I loved her. Was this when she was in concert, like, as Hannah Montana or just Miley? It was Hannah Montana. I think it was called the Best of Both Worlds Tour, so she would do some songs as Miley, (laughs) and then she would come out as Hannah. Okay, that makes sense. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. That is so interesting. I'd kind of forgotten that Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Kira hasn't. No. I'm not. Okay, what about a toy that you love the most as a child? I used to love playing with dolls, but in particular, the Bratz dolls were my favorite. Mm. I love Bratz dolls. I still do. I think they're really cute. They are cute. And I also love Polly Pockets. I remember oh, having yeah. a little carrying case with all the little all the little bits you keep inside. Yes. Those are hard to keep up with, though. Like, you have to keep them in their case. or You may never Tiny see. Tiny toys, yeah. They just get yeah. lost. It's like Barbie shoes. Yep. All right. Favorite game that you loved as a child or teen? My favorite game... It's not a board game, but it is a game nonetheless, was the Wii. So I think the Wii came out when I was, I was little. I don't remember how old, but I was pretty young when that came out. And I remember my dad bringing it home and we were fascinated because I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. It was so new and cool. And I used to love playing Wii sports. That was my favorite, still is actually. Me and my brother bring the Wii out every once in a while, <laughs> do some Wii bowling. We get really into it. So. Oh, the Wii bowling! And then you get the Wii amazing. bowling elbow. You do. Wow. <laughs> love... Maybe that was just us older no. people. I don't know. <laughs> I love all the videos early on of people losing their controllers. Right, because they wouldn't wrap it around. Right, their they wrist. wouldn't wrap it around their wrist, and it would fly into the television. Mm-hmm. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Did yours ever fly into the TV? No. Oh, you would have gotten in so much trouble. Yeah, I was going to say, I think my dad made us wear those straps because he was always very protective of his TVs. Mm -hmm. He still is. I don't know. I mean, I get it. You don't want someone. Sure. Yeah, you don't want someone throwing a remote through your TV. Mm -hmm. But he was very adamant. Do not touch the TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I mean, you think about it, too, like your uncle right here with how he is with the VR controls. Yeah. You know, you also have to tie those tight around your wrists. Got to be very careful. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Okay, favorite place to go to the mall in the early 2000s? I used to love shopping at Limited 2, which then turned into Justice, or their sister companies. Yes. But it started as Limited 2, and I used to love going there. Yeah. And I miss it. Did I it close? I remember that it was really cute. Yeah. I, it was, you know, I think it came out when I was already hmm. a teenager. Or was it know. T-O-O? Yes. Uh, I remember that. Good place. Um, <laughs> good place. Let me shut Yes, please. <laughs> Does it still exist? No. And they they closed a bunch of Justice stores, and then I think they tried to kind of bring it back, but yeah, I think they're kind of a lost cause. Mm. But I miss it. I had so much fun going there. Everything was so colorful, and mm-hmm. I remember I got this little stuffed animal dog, and it was lime scented. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Just, yeah. So mm. random, but. I love that thing. Bring all the stores back. Makes me think of Fashion Bug and whatever the Fashion Bug other one was. Fashion Bug 2. (laughs) For me, I feel like 
like Gadzooks and Wet Seal, places like that. I remember going to Wet Seal with my babysitter a lot, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this looks cool, but I was 10, and she was like 21, so... (laughs) Couldn't wear those uh, halter tops and low-rise jeans. No. <laughs> Not at the time. Nope. Well, thank you for participating. You get a gold star. Woohoo! You may return to your seat, Kira. So if you would like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can DM us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod or email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. There is a very fun Facebook group. The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can help support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you like our content, we really appreciate you giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. Those numbers do matter for us. So if you haven't done that, please just take a few moments of your time. And share about the podcast and our social media. If you have any friends or family that you think might enjoy it, spread the word. Let them know. And get ready. Because it is time. It's time to talk about Twilight. Pete is so excited about this one, you guys. I'm sorry I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) This one I knew that I would never get to do on this podcast unless we had Kira here. I don't have many lines that I won't cross. (laughs) This is one of them. But Kira, thank you. All right. Thank you for this gift. Of course. I appreciate it. (laughs) Anything. I'm now in the club. (laughs) You're in the club. So Twilight came out in 2008. Kira, how old were you when this came out? I was freshly eight. (laughs) Freshly (laughs) eight. Freshly (laughs) eight. I was freshly 28. (laughs) Actually, not freshly because I was getting ready to turn 29. Were you? I think. Yeah, because these usually come out in the fall. Mm -hmm. So my birthday's in August. I was 27. I was getting ready to turn 28. That's what it was. I was about to be 31. We're just ancient. Ancient. (laughs) I do remember seeing the trailer for this in the movie theater and thinking, Mm -hmm. wow, that looks awful. (laughs) (laughs) And when I saw it, I thought, I need to read those books before the movie comes out (laughs) so that I know, you know, like to me, that was always a fun thing is reading the book before the movie came out. And because I saw the trailer, I already envisioned most of the people like I already envisioned Kristen and Rob. I did not envision Taylor as Jacob, Hmm. but we'll get into that later. Yeah, (laughs) it is cool, though, because obviously Kira and I have a lot of years in between us, but. This is a movie that, you know, we can bond over because, well, you kind of had a resurgence. Yeah. They were put on Netflix last summer, 2021. And so I think that started a resurgence for a lot of people. Yes. Because there were so many people like my age who were like, oh, I haven't seen that since, you know, I was little. Mm-hmm. Or then there's people who are your age who are like, I haven't seen that in, you know, since I was in my 20s or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So when they went on Netflix last year, I had not thought about these movies for probably like, I don't know, eight years mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I loved them, but I just, they kind of slipped my mind. Yeah. And I wasn't looking for them. I just happened to go on Netflix and I was like, oh my goodness gracious, I'm watching these all right now. And then you just really haven't stopped watching since then, right? I have not. <laughs> How many just, are there? Five? Five yeah. movies. Yeah. So, all right, I guess we better get into it. Let's do this. Do you, Are you going to 
Yes, it's directed. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to be fired if you're going to do that. So this is directed by Catherine Hardwick, based on the 2005 novel Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. So Twilight is a story about a teenage girl, Bella Swan, who falls in love with Edward Cullen, who's a boy that she meets at her new school in Forks, Washington, which is a real place. Is it a real place? I was it curious. Is. Yeah. I think Stephanie chose the place that was considered like the rainiest, dreariest spot. The most cloud covered. Right. What Bella soon learns is that Edward and his entire family are vampires. And just as she's getting used to this world, she finds herself in danger with the Cullens protecting her from this other coven of vampires that are not nice. Not nice. (laughs) They do end up in this movie saving her just in time for prom. But they leave us with a cliffhanger for the rest of the Twilight Saga, which include New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn, parts one and two. Well done. So our cast, my absolute favorite, (laughs) Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan. Listen, apologies in advance. If anyone here is a massive Kristen Stewart fan, you may just want to turn this off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with the majority of this movie. I am. Okay. And I'll leave it there. Then we have Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen. Peter Facinelli as Carlisle Cullen. Elizabeth Reeser as Esme Cullen. Ashley Green as Alice Cullen. And you're wearing an Alice shirt right now. I am. I had to get in the full spirit. So festive. <laughs> Kellen Letts as Emmett Cullen. Nikki Reed as Rosalie Hale. Jackson Rathbone as Jasper Hale. Billy Burke as Charlie Swan. Who's Bella's father? Cam Gigande, or Gigandit, as James <laughs> Witherdale. <laughs> it's <Hi>. Gigande. <laughs> Rochelle Lefevre as Victoria. Sorry if I butcher this name. Eddie Gathegi as Laurent. Sarah Clark as Renee Dwyer, who is Bella's mother. Taylor Lautner as Jacob Black. Christian Serratos as Angela Weber. Michael Welch as Mike Newton. Anna Kendrick as Jessica Stanley. Gregory Tyree Boyce as Tyler Crowley. Justin Chan as Eric Yorkie. Solomon Trimble as Sam Yuli. Chris Hyatt as Embry Call. Gil Birmingham as Billy Black. <laughs> You're really getting into this. I like it. <laughs> Matt Bushell as Phil Dwyer. Jose Zuniga as Mr. Molina. Ned Bellamy as Wayland Forge. And Ayana Berkshire as Cora. Quite the cast. Yes. No person left behind. Mm-mm. Unless you were like a background actor that I didn't have your name. I'm sorry. Thanks for being you. I wonder what the deer's name was from the beginning. <laughs> Susan. Season? Susan. Susan. Oh, Susan. Season. I was like, wow, there was a name for this deer. First name uh. that came to mind. <laughs> All right. We're already here. We are at Fun Facts. Now let's go. This is intense. All right, Kira, I'm going to let you take this one. All right. Our first fun fact is that director Catherine Hardwick was the biggest advocate for casting Robert Pattinson as the role of Edward, and once it was revealed who was playing Edward, a lot of the fans were not happy with him being cast because they said he was hideous. Hideous? Hideous. So rude. It is rude, but I mean, look at him now. He is Robert Pattinson. I think he's quite a heartthrob. What had he been in beforehand? I mean, he was in Harry Potter movies. Was he? He was. I want to say Cedric. Cedric? Cedric Diggory. Yes. I think that's what it was. Hmm. Okay. 
I mean, I think was he hideous he, though. I mean, no, I just think no. he was like a little, maybe a little nerdy or awkward or something, but just not seen as like Edward. I mean, the people that read the books before it was cast, I'm sure, had a different kind of person in in their mind. Brad Pitt. I mean, <laughs> maybe somebody a little more, you know, quote unquote, studly. So yeah, I don't know. Well, it plays well into this. So Stephanie Meyer had imagined Henry Cavill. That's right. As Edward when she was writing the story, but he was considered too old by the time that they filmed the movie. That's sad. Yeah. So, I mean, he is a bit, you know, hunkier, like he's bigger. Beefier. Beefier. Yeah. (laughs) He's more substantial. And by the way, when I said that's sad, I didn't mean it's sad that he wasn't cast. I just mean it's sad that he was considered old. Yeah, because but when it, was this? I mean, it's a teenager. You're supposed to be playing a teenager, so hmm. I get it. But, you know, he went on to be Superman, which is yes. ironic considering Robert went on to be Batman. He is also Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he loves that role. He is the biggest oh, that's, nerd. that's your show. It is great, yes. The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher, but which is based on books. It is. He loves the books and, and stuff, right? And he, like, dove right into those books. But even with Superman, he knows all the lore around superman like Mm -hmm. he's an expert at the characters that he plays i like it i first saw him on the tutors oh really Mm -hmm. okay okay so we were talking about this the other day what i read was that lily collins had also been in the running to play bella but you heard on ashley green's podcast something different well Catherine hardwick was on i was listening to that episode and she was saying that she saw Kristen Stewart in one of her friend's movies, and she immediately wanted to have her as Bella. Yeah. Or at least that was her ideal Bella. That's the gist I got from right. that. I did read that Catherine went to the set of Adventureland when mm-hmm. yes, Kristen... That, sorry. That was the movie. Okay. That, I forgot the name of it. And so, yeah, and she had her do like an on-the-spot audition right then and there. And she really liked what she did. So there you go. Stephanie has said that the original story for Twilight came to her in a dream. She had dreamt that a girl and a vampire were lying in a meadow talking. Which is really fun to hear considering that played out yeah. in, I mean, almost all the movies, right? Like, or it, it, it was in a lot of movies, the two of them laying in that meadow chatting. Just chatting. Mm-hmm. And it's in the books a lot, too. I think even more so than the movies, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I believe so. Stephanie Meyer originally wanted to call the first book Forks after the town that it's set in. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't imagine it being called Forks. No. That's where it's good where the studios get involved. Be like, I mean, yeah, that's great. That's a great idea, Stephanie. But what about something, you know, a little snappier? Yeah, they wanted something, I think, to sound a little more spooky. Yeah. So, Twilight, apparently. They're well named. It worked. It worked. (laughs) And speaking of Stephanie, she does have a cameo in Twilight. She is, if you haven't seen, she's sitting in the diner. One of the times that Charlie and Bella are there, she is writing on her laptop. And then later on, she's also a guest at a certain wedding. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. Mm. That actually made me feel a little emotional because I just feel like as a writer, like these are your characters. Yeah. Like you dreamt them. And then you get to actually like sit there while they're getting married. Pretty cool. I wonder if like George R.R. R. Martin is in... Game of Thrones at all, because it's like him helping to realize that book series onto screen for the most part until it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's still waiting for him to finish that series, but he keeps writing like he wrote Elden Ring, the game that I'm playing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, hey, man, could you finish this other series? (laughs) But I mean, that's over, right? I mean, the TV show's over, but that's why it sucked, because there were no more books. An ending already. Yeah. So okay. that's what happens when like Hollywood writers take somebody else's story. And, right. Because like the last three seasons didn't have real books behind them. 
Okay. That's why everybody was so angry. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the diners, though, because I tell you what, I've not seen more delicious looking food than what's at that diner. It is delicious. I mean, those French fries. Amazing. You were fascinated by those. The burger, delicious. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The ketchup? Ke- yeah, all the ke- Well, actually, no. No, because Bella the messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bottle was empty, pretty much. She didn't even try. She couldn't ask somebody for some more ketchup. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. All right. These are the things we talk about when people watch just Twilight. <laughs> I laugh every time at the ketchup bottle, too, though. I'll give yeah. you that. I can't. Well, like, it's can't literally it like the, the tiniest dollop. With, like, the weakest you know, like, wrist uh, ever. She's like, let yeah. me try to shake this, but I'm not even going to squeeze yeah. it. Look, I know you're not really going to eat this, but I need you to act like you're going to eat it. Yeah, just a little bit. We right. want the ketchup. More ketchup, please. Ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> So Nikki Reed had previously worked with Catherine in Lords of Dogtown in 13, which they wrote together. I had no idea that Nikki Reed, I knew she starred in 13. I had no idea that she co-wrote it. Have you ever seen 13? 13. I mean, it sounds familiar. It's her and Evan Rachel Wood. I have not seen that one. Yeah, just that was truly a fun fact for me that I did not know. Also, I actually had forgotten about this, that Twilight is the only film in the franchise that Catherine directed. It is. She was just too busy, I think, or she didn't feel like she had enough time uh, I'm not sure. to do it. I'm not sure why she only did the one, but personally, I love the first movie the most. Me too. And I love everything she did with it. Just the way she, I don't know. I just loved her touch. The blue filter, the yes, way everything. the blue filter, I think. <laughs> the blue filter, the way everything was filmed. I don't know. I think she just put a lot of detail into the way that she did everything in this movie. And I think it paid off. It's my favorite. Well, and I also feel like this movie felt a little more like an indie film where the others are like these epic, you know, like these cinematic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're very beautifully shot, you know, but they just they this one does have a very different feel from all the rest of them. Mm -hmm. I agree. When I look at Twilight compared to Breaking Dawn part two with the spoiler a whole <laughs> battle scene it's yeah. i'm like what like it i don't know it's just so wildly different it is and i'm sure you know i think there are plenty of people that well we know there are plenty of people that don't enjoy these movies but <laughs> if you are a fan of the franchise i think you know you've got people on two different sides who prefer the later ones to the first one but yeah you and i are definitely team twilight yep i prefer this one as well you've not seen it well you said that you were dragged to watch one of them i've seen other ones yeah at times (laughs) i know i had to go to the theater for one other one i don't remember which one though you said that the baby was in it there was Um, a baby in it yeah so and a fancy house well yeah there's a fancy house in all of them i guess is it that same house from the first one or the set of that same house yeah it was a a set Mm. that was made to be identical but Mm -hmm. it felt very fancy yes it is (laughs) <laughs> My dream house. Mm, mine too. It's yes. an amazing house. Very modern. Yes. <laughs> so Twilight was a fairly low budget film. It only cost around $37 million to make and was not expected to become the sensation that it was. How much did it gross, Kira? Over $407 million. Million dollars. <laughs> it's it's like 10x. Yeah, it's a good return. And I mean, I believe Breaking Dawn, I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one. One of those two made the most. Did it? So, it, I mean, it just kept making money. I'm sure because it kept picking up fans mm-hmm. as it went on. Catherine Hardwick said that the original script for Twilight involved Bella on a jet ski with <laughs> FBI agents chasing her. That was the, the script that she was handed. And she wow. was basically like, no, 
but <laughs> let me let me fix this up a little bit. So trying to picture Bella Swan on a jet ski is an automatic no. No. Absolutely not. And FBI agents, I just, I don't know why they would need to come into play at all. Maybe because of all the murders and attracted the Mm -hmm. FBI. And I know that later on, I saw Bella on a dirt bike without a helmet, first of all, (laughs) I may, I may add. (laughs) That Um, is true. And she, of course, was very clumsy and she crashed. That was a new moon, but... There, yeah. there was a reason for that. And that yes. also had stayed true to the books. Did it? Where her on a jet ski with FBI agents. Not in the books. No. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was in development at Paramount mm. for years. And I think because of that, like it didn't get picked up. And then Summit finally picked it up and they hired Melissa Rosenberg to rewrite the script that was more faithful to the novel. So Robert Pattinson sings two songs in the movie. Don't know if everyone knows that. Let me sign. Did I say and never think these two songs i was obsessed with i couldn't understand what he was saying in one to me that doesn't really matter all that much i just like how songs sound yeah and i liked how his songs sounded yeah no i mean it's totally true right especially one of them you can't i, I feel like he's, he's like from shoot out he gives me though his voice gives me like ray lamont tank vibes a little bit yeah or um what's his name from the 60s i can see it's uh bob dylan bob dylan Kira, you're laughing over here. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, just, yeah. So, yeah, you, I sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Because I. Are you going to shade Ron Pattinson right here? No, I love the songs, but you cannot understand <laughs> yeah. what he's saying. And I've been sent one too many TikToks making fun of the songs because you don't know what he's saying. And I, don't get me wrong, I love the songs, mm-hmm. but what are you saying? Yes. Like, like, I you know, we need the lyrics. Yes. Yes. So we love the songs, but we need a little more enunciation. Yes. Just a little bit. He true. must sing from his diaphragm. I do. <laughs> I do really like envisioning him at the mic mumbling through these songs. Oh, that's a that's a vision. <gasps> Did he write these? I don't know. I don't know. I, I picture him like making out with the mic. And he has like John Mayer guitar face. Yeah. <laughs> So Robert Pattinson recently revealed in an interview that he was almost fired from the Twilight movie because he was playing the role of Edward a little too emo for the director's liking. So he said his agent flew in and he thought his agent was just coming in to say, hey, but his agent was really coming in to say, you better do the opposite of what you're doing or you're done by the end of the day. What did he do? I don't feel like he adjusted anything. I feel like he came out pretty emo. Yeah. I'd like to see what the original version yeah. was because he does seem pretty emo. You don't see a lot of smiles from him. No. no. It's pretty rare. I was pretty shocked to hear that too. But yeah, because he is, well, Edward is emo. He that he is, is yeah. That is Edward. So he must have been doing overkill or something. But yeah. In the new Batman, he is very emo. Yeah, I just, <laughs> that hair. And just his overall attitude. like. Yeah. Well, remember I told you I read that he was channeling Kurt Cobain during that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or, you did tell me that. It was something along those lines. Yeah. 
it definitely has that feel in that movie. So yeah. I, I wonder if it would have been more subdued than what it was in the movie. So in the scene where Belly goes to the Collins house for the first time, there's a part where Rosalie gets angry and she breaks a salad bowl. Nikki Reed actually cut her hands the first time they shot that. So that's why she's wearing gloves in the scene. Oh, really? I did notice she had gloves on. It always used to bother me that she had gloves on. Yeah. I kind of missed that fact. Huh. I never in knew the early that. Days. Yeah. I always wondered why she was wearing gloves too. Uh-huh. Now least, we know. Now we know. She did crush it like a grape. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, it's got to be like the, the prop like movie glass. glass. Yeah, movie yeah. glass. But I guess, you know, it could still get you. Must be a shard. <laughs> And shark, shark, let's be a shark. <laughs> so, Bella's prom dress only cost the costume department $20, while Edward's tux for the same scene was the most expensive thing in the film. Fascinating, impressive. That's bougie, quite the tux, right? I, I wonder mean, if it's the most expensive cl- costume, right? That's what in, I'm thinking because I'm yeah. suddenly thinking about the cars and yeah. all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. That house, the house, the house. So, it's probably in the uh. Yeah, costume mm. department. But, I mean, her dress is pretty plain, but 20 bucks. What a steal. It's like blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's blue. Because she's got the boot on. Yes. So her leg is broken. I'm a pro. Her leg is definitely broken. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pro. You know this movie so well. I'm impressed. So the Quileut are a real First Nation people who actually live in that same area in Washington that the story set in. They don't have any werewolf myths, however, and so apparently some of them are not happy with how their culture was portrayed in the film. I'm sure like the later films. Yeah. But I mean, they do tell their story in this film. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see being upset about that. It's like your chance to finally get the story of your people across. And it's like, we're not werewolves. Thank you. Right. Like maybe she shouldn't have been so accurate with the Like she should have just made a name up for a tribe, I think. Yeah. yeah. Probably would have been a better idea. Yeah. And you, Kira, were going to tell us about a couple goofs, right? Yeah. So one of them is a goof and the other is just an interesting moment. Okay. So the goof is in the beginning of the movie when Bella first gets to Forks and Charlie's driving her home. There's a big 18-wheeler truck that drives across the screen, but there's no driver in the cab of that truck. Why? I don't know. I didn't didn't catch it for the longest time, and then one day I finally saw it. Well, who's driving it? A ghost. Yeah. Is it CGI? It must be. There's nobody in there. Or somebody's on the other side pulling it across. Yeah. (laughs) The string. Uh, that could be it. Or with a rope. I mean, they do do that sometimes. I mean, it's probably Emmett. He's very strong. <laughs> yeah, very he's, powerful. He's pushing it. <laughs> when we were watching no, it. No, Emmett would be on top of the truck. With those power stands. Yeah. Power stands. <laughs> when we were watching it with Pete, though, Kira and I were like, let's see if he catches yeah, it. I didn't catch yeah, it. He didn't catch it. But he that's was, okay. Yeah, he was munching on some chips. I was like, ah, oh, nope. He missed it. <laughs> he missed it. <laughs> so the weird moment also has to do with Emmett. He comes into the cafeteria in the scene where, you know, the Collins are first introduced, and he's holding a bag of hard-boiled eggs. (laughs) Why? The funny (laughs) thing about that is that they are vampires, and they don't eat human food. Are they hard-boiled, for sure? They definitely look it. They look like they're peeled, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I heard somewhere, I don't know where, so this might not be reliable, but... It's okay. It's all right. I heard that 
Catherine told Kellen to just bring, because that was a bag of eggs, I guess, he had brought to eat himself. And so she told him, just bring it with you into the cafeteria because they have to have food with them to look like they're eating. Yeah, that's true. So I've heard that she just told him to bring the bag of eggs, but it's become such a meme within the Twilight. I'm in a few Twilight Facebook groups. (laughs) It's become such a moment because it's just so random. It is. have a bag of eggs. But I guess I didn't think about the fact that they do all, like, they're carrying trays and stuff, aren't they? Or they, do they? Well, no. They are. Well, they're not. They? No, they're not, not carrying in that trays, scene. but they have trays at the table. So they have to have food with them to look, look like human. But yeah. I've confirmed he was carrying those around in general on the set because he was working out with a trainer. Yeah. Needed his constant That's protein. Confirmed. Oh, thank you for fact checking that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Oh, wow. We're already at a favorite moment. We're at a favorite moment. So I will go ahead and leave (laughs) and I'm going to come back later. Just kidding. I do have a favorite moment, but it's shared with Kira. So when you get to it, I will chime in. Ladies, please proceed. All right, Kira. Guest first. All right. This is really hard for me to pick only a few, but I managed. So my first favorite scene is the The baseball scene. And that's my favorite moment. (laughs) And I I had a feeling it would be. I can't believe you just trampled all over her. What the heck? What the heck? This is my moment. Let her shine. Do it again. Do it again. No, it's It's, all right. It's funny. It's the baseball scene. That is just the classic Twilight baseball scene. And I love that scene so much. That I dressed up as baseball scene Alice for Halloween last year. Yes, and she looks so good. Nice. Thank and you. she was practicing the pitch because Alice is the pitcher. Yeah. And she gets the leg up there and everything. I was so impressed. Kira was sending me all these videos. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I was. I just love that scene so much. And Supermassive Black Hole by Muse plays during that scene. <laughs> So the music, just the way it was filmed, everybody was into it. It's the perfect scene. That scene spoke to me as well. I loved Supermassive Black Hole in it. Mm -hmm. I loved Edward throwing something because I love throwing things. (laughs) You related. I related to it. And (laughs) that was my biggest joy of playing baseball because I sucked at it. But I could throw things really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would do that. And then my coach would yell at me because I didn't hit the cutoff, man. But I identified with Edward in that moment Ooh. of just go for home. Go for home, bro. <laughs> and also, I love the song. Yeah. yeah, great song. And the fact that they have to be there, they can only play when there's a thunderstorm coming because they're so loud. Yeah, they're rocking the ball so mm-hmm. hard. But also, I just to tag on to that a little, I love any scene when it's all of them together. Yes. So it just makes it so much fun. And then, like, there's a cute little moat, like, with Jackson and Emmett and yeah, being all, yeah. Good scene. It's a good scene. Great scene. All right, as you were, sorry. Okay, my first moment is when Bella comes to the Cullen house for the first time. I love how everybody is so excited that she's coming, except for Rosalie, which we don't really find out why she's acting the way she's acting until later on. And then Jasper, who's just kind of a, a newbie and still not used to being around humans. And he's so. forgotten how to blink. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they have to remind themselves to blink. Do yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because they don't actually. Yeah. They don't because have to. later when they're, spoiler alert, they're kind of teaching Bella how to act human after she's turned. 
they're reminding her to blink and to like look like she's breathing and to move every now and then. So I wonder if that was on purpose by Jasper because he really like, I don't know that I saw him blink and I was like, why isn't this guy blinking? (laughs) Could be. He does have that stare. Yeah, he does. But I I love that they're cooking for her because they never get to use the kitchen because they don't eat food like we said before. I also love how when Alice and Jasper come in, they're coming in through the window and Alice is, you just see her feet like walking on a tree limb. She's just so. She's like a little fairy. She is like a little fairy. Love her. Um, Yeah. And even though we saw her for a little bit before, this is kind of the first introduction to, to all of them, really. I also feel like this is one of the only times in the movie where Edward actually feels like a teenager. Because he is mortified by his family. Yeah. Like they are embarrassing him in front of Bella. And he's just like, let's go to my room. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to show you the rest of the house. I love that. Yeah. The look he's giving Alice when she's like, it's okay, Jasper. You won't hurt her. And he's um, like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, because Alice can see the choices that people are going to make. She can see into the future. Yeah. So she knows that he won't, that that won't happen. Uh, but Bella doesn't know all that yet, really. Yeah. So Edward's just like, shut it. So did normal. Did they like cooking for her because they don't cook? Or when they like go kill a deer, do they just eat it out in the woods? They don't bring it back to like the table and like mm-hmm. chop it up for everybody. And, you know, Edward gets to munch on a hind quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they eat the meat of the deer. Well, they don't. They just uh, drink just the, the blood. blood. Yeah. So they couldn't they have like deer soup or something? though. <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to, but that's not how she wrote these vampires. Oh, really? Okay. I think they eat in the wild. Be out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure. Or they feed in the wild. They feed in the wild. (laughs) My next favorite scene is the cafeteria walk-in scene where we first get to see all of the Cullens. I love this scene. It gives me chills every time. I was just about to, I have chills right now just thinking about it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The way that they did that, where they had them all walk in so dramatically. It's like the slow cafeteria. motion a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I the love it. The music. Love it. Have you ever walked into a room like that? Oh, no. No? <laughs> no. I would try to do that. And I always feel like I looked stupid. But I probably looked this cool. I mean, if you played that music in an AirPod, maybe you could do it. Yeah. We should make that a goal. It's like that natural rhythm, like as you walked. Get Mm. a fan blowing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love this scene. And this is the first time we really see Edward, too. So, I mean, it's the first time we see all of them. But, you know, Edward is who everybody's waiting for. Yes. It's a big reveal. Who's that? Well, we all, I mean, well, not everybody that saw the movie had read the books, so you didn't mm. really. I had not because I was only eight, right. nine, 10, 11, 12. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, even still, you just, because he walks in by himself after yeah. everyone, yes, so you really get the. It's a moment. It is a moment. Mm-hmm. A moment I love. And I just don't feel like, I want to hear from somebody that could see that moment and say they were disappointed in Edward. Oh, no. So I feel like right there. He's impressive. I mean, he's Edward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got three of my friends to watch these movies for the first time. I felt like it was my job to get them to watch these. And I'm like, okay, get ready. Get ready. They're coming. Because it's just it's just so exciting. Pay attention. It is exciting. Yeah, yeah. you're like, don't look away. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> so my second favorite moment is actually right after my first favorite moment. It's when Edward takes Bella to his bedroom. And she's like looking at, at all of his things and all of his music. And she's like, what are you listening to? And... She hits play and Claire de Lune is playing and he's kind of embarrassed a little bit. But then he he's trying to get her to dance. And she's, of course, awkward as per usual. 
And she's like, I don't dance. And he's like, Well, I could always make you. That smirk right there just gets me. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm not scared of you. And he says, Well, you really shouldn't have said that. And then it kind of turns into a moment that I think will probably be on someone's cringy list. Cringy. So I'll leave that part. But after that cringy moment, we get back and Edward is playing Bella's lullaby on the piano and she's sitting there with him and it's just such a little romantic moment. And Rob is actually playing the piano there. And it also reminded me of young us, Pete, because in our early days, he would play the piano for me and write songs and I'd sit there and stare at him dreamily. Swoon. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of nostalgic. I don't have the spider monkey scene on my list. So if you want to... Detail the spider monkey scene out, please proceed. Well, kind of plays off of that. Okay. Yeah. So when he says you really shouldn't have said that, he whisks her right out the door that was already open and like throws her on his back. And he says the classic line. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. (laughs) And then we get a lot of really bad CGI as they're climbing and flying from tree to tree. Um, But tied in with like, you know, the music and, you know, some sweet moments where they're like looking at the views. So it's like cringe mixed with greatness. I couldn't tell if it was CGI or not. Well, maybe not. That was actually good. Like it's like the the effects that they use to make them fly and run fast. Okay. Questionable. And then there are certain shots where you can tell it's not them. Yes. I mean, even though I know they they did a lot of those scenes, but, you know, they didn't do all of the stunt work. Yeah. So it's just a little, it's hard not to giggle when you're watching that part. (laughs) Did you say he ad-libbed that line? Kira said that. Yeah, I had heard that somewhere that he ad-libbed Spider Monkey. That was his word of choice. (laughs) Pretty good. I heard that somewhere. (laughs) I also know that in the extended version of this movie, during the same scene when she's talking about the music, there's an extended version where she was telling him how, oh no, there's a rain stick in his room. And- Bella tells Edward that her and her mom used to make rain sticks with chinchilla poop. Chinchilla poop? Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. Wow. I I remember that in the extended this scene. This seems so familiar to me. But yeah, you could fact check me if you no, want. No, I feel like I remember this, but it's been so long since I've watched that stuff. I don't even watch the extended version, but I watched it on YouTube months ago. And yeah. I was like, why? Did she she actually say the words chinchilla poop? I think she said chinchilla droppings or something, but something of the sort. I don't remember the exact quote, but. Chinchilla scat. Scat. (laughs) Scat. Oh, no. I'm glad they took that out. That takes away the romance. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good scene. But it also makes sense that he would have ad-libbed the spider monkey thing because I always felt like it just stuck out. Like it didn't fit in that moment. Mm. Yeah, it's so random. Mm -hmm. But it became one of the classics. Yeah, for sure. This is one of the scenes that I acted out for my kids at work. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been acting out scenes from Twilight at work. I work with kids, so I'm not a a school teacher. It's a daycare setting, so it's a little more casual. But my kids loved it, so I gave myself a pass. (laughs) I mean, it's entertainment (laughs) for all of you. (laughs) Yeah, I was bored one day and I was like, what scene from Twilight do I know all the words to? You're like, all of them. (laughs) The whole movie. Yeah, I was scaling the wall, pretending to scale the trees. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Please tell me you put one of the kids on your back and said you better hold on tight, spider monkey. (laughs) No, I wish I did. Next time. Next time, yeah. Yeah. Watch out, guys. (laughs) 
My third and final favorite moment is the prom scene at the end of the movie,、mm-hmm. which is absolutely perfect in my eyes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Mine too. Love it. Just the way it was filmed, specifically the part where they're under the gazebo、yes. with the twinkle lights, and she's just telling Edward how she wants to be with him forever, and she's dying, and she just wants to be with him, but all he wants to do is protect her from his world. But his world is perfect to her, and all she wants to do is be with him. And she's ready to leave her world as she knows it to be with him, which I think is so sweet. And the song playing is one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song from the whole soundtrack, which is "Flightless Bird, American Mouth" by Iron and Wine. Comes into play in Breaking Dawn during the wedding,、yes. as well. Oh, I got chills again. Oh, <laughs> it's just so good. I love this scene. They look so good too, both of them in this shot. They do the lighting. That gazebo is incredible,、it、by、is. the way. Yeah. Well done. It's inspiring. I want to build one. <laughs> yeah. I also have to add that Pete and I saw Iron and White. Well, I've seen them a, a couple times, but to see the song live is also. Amazing! It was amazing. Also, they gave me the inspiration for attempting to make the lit clouds that I wanted for our wedding. That、right. I got 98% of the way done, and then it started sticking to everything and fell apart. <laughs>、oh. I spent a hundred hours on that stupid thing,、yeah. and in the end, it was glorious. It was perfect. They were great. I mean, yeah, we were inspired because Iron and Wine stage they had these yeah these clouds that would change. LED clouds.、Uh, yeah, they would change color with the songs and、mm-hmm. everything, and we just thought it was magical, and we were inspired. But、yeah. anyways, fell through. It did. But that scene. I mean, listen, I'll be real. All the scenes you chose would have been my top three if you weren't here. But I love <laughs> you, so I let I let you have them. <laughs> It's not、yeah. like I had a hard time finding other things I loved, but I love it too. That's a great one. I know the place where they. Filmed this prom scene too. Actually, burned down because <gasps> I watch lots of videos of people going on Twilight tours. Yeah, I'm trying to go on one myself. Right, but this place burned down, which is really sad because it looked really beautiful. Oh, that's with, so sad. Yeah, with the view and everything. So, want want. Okay, and my third favorite moment. I love when Edward and Belly go to the Italian restaurant. There's a lot here, even before they go in. When they run into Jessica and Angela. And the way that those two are like melting in on themselves because of Edward, like they're just like,、oh. like they don't even care what he says. It's just like, okay, whatever you want. And his smirk, because you know that he is hearing their thoughts, makes it even better. But then when they when they go in, this is when one of his songs is playing in the background. You know, you're unable to、uh, decipher what he's saying, but it's a nice ambiance. Yes, you know. But this is where he is explaining to Bella his gift of being able to read people's minds, but he can't read hers. But he's looking around at all the different people in the restaurant and telling her what they're thinking. And I like when he's like, "Sex, money, sex, cat, cat," in the guy's face. <laughs> he's <laughs>、right、so、there. happy, so happy thinking about his cat. <laughs> we also get a sneak peek of his. There's a few times throughout the movie where we get a little bit of his accent, and I know this is one of them where he、yes. says, "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Where's he from? He's from he's, England, right? Yeah, he's he? from、okay. England. I don't know specifically where, but yeah,、gotcha. I love the no, thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> It's a good one. 
Almost sounds Irish. Yeah, that's what I thought. With the T. Yeah, that was going to say. It kind of sounds like some people I hear mm-hmm. from time to time. I have one HM, and it is the I Know What You Are scene where they're in the forest, and Bella is finally ready to confront him because she knows that he is a vampire. So he needs her to say it out loud. Out loud. Say it. it. <laughs> Love it. That scene is so intense. It is. It also feels a little bit like a stage play, you know? Like, mm. I don't know. I The way that they're moving from, you know, angle setting to, to angle. Yeah, like yeah. the camera is well, flying around them in like yes. the whole 360. It's yes. very intense. And they go between the rocks, but then they're like up in the tree. And when he's like leaning down from the tree yeah. dramatically and like, you're my personal brand of heroin. Or yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My favorite line is when he says, This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That also includes the reveal of the skin. Yeah, the skin, the, it looks like diamonds. You're beautiful. How could you love something like this? Yeah. (laughs) Says, Beautiful. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. (laughs) So dramatic. I know. I'm just like, What is so wrong with glowing like that? Like most of us, well, that's why people use highlighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Kira oh, yeah. at brunch the other day was very happy because her face was sparkling. She had some yes. fantastic highlighter on, and and when she moved the lighting, like it, it just sparkled perfectly. <laughs> I had to compliment her on it. <laughs> I was channeling my inner Edward because I knew this was coming up. <laughs> I have two HMs, but one of them is just a small moment. It's when they're in the cafeteria, and Edward catches the apple like on his foot and bounces it to his hands, and they do the close up of his hand holding the apple, which is to recreate the cover of the book. Just always thought that was fun. And like we were talking about, there's a moment like that in all the movies to represent the covers of the books. Pretty cool. Good little moments. Yes. And I really do think they filmed that in reverse. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. (laughs) On Ashley Green's podcast, she was asking Catherine Hardwick if that was an apple on a string. And she said she didn't remember it being an apple on a string. But I, I don't know. I don't know how I think he could have done that. I think they held it in his hands and then dropped, and dropped it and he kicked it and then they played it back that, in reverse because you can see sense. it, it come be. into his hand. Yeah. You'd think she would remember something You'd like that. You'd think so too, yeah. Maybe she doesn't remember. Yeah. It's possible, but I don't know. I'm like, I don't. I couldn't see him doing that forwards. Right. 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 Unless of, he's really a, a vampire. Yeah. I mean, With he powers. Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ashley's podcast, what's the name of it? The Twilight Effect. Okay. I want to check it out. I haven't listened to it yet. But if you're a Twilight fan, I'm sure there's a lot of interesting facts that you didn't know. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's just, it's Ashley and one of her friends? Yeah, one of her good friends who's a Twihard, as they say. (laughs) Okay. And they've had Kellen Lutz and Jackson Rathbone and Peter Facinelli and Catherine Hardwick as the special guest so far. So it's a good one. You know, I met all those guys once. Yeah, and I'm very jealous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very jealous of you i actually forget about it sometimes until we start talking about it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah except i think i blocked it out because okay so it was we were at a convention and it was peter kellen and jackson and i was so excited because i was between kellen and peter my friend sarah was between jackson and peter and we got the picture back you have to wait like a couple hours like later on in the day to go pick it up and kellen's eyes are closed oh, oh my no. gosh and I'm like, are you serious that the photographer didn't just just look at the picture real quick? Yeah. Make sure nobody's eyes are closed. I understand. Like, or take three. Usually it's hard to get three photos. They won't do it, though. I mean, you pay I mean, whatever you pay and 
you get what you get. But do you want me to Photoshop his eyes back open for you? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. I'm just gonna put like googly eyes. He's gonna... <laughs> and if if he saw that picture, he would hate it. He would yeah. be like, "Let's recreate it." And I'd be like, "All right, if yeah, you want that's to." Fine. That's just me and you, though. <laughs> but anyway, you, Pete, go go fun. away. I was trying. No, I was trying to remember who else was there. I know that the guy who plays Laurent was there, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was just the guys. And him, like maybe Rochelle was there, but I don't, I don't know. It was a smaller convention, but I mean, hey, I, obviously like Twilight was huge. So it was a big deal to get them. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. So my final HM is when Edward and Bella show up to school together for the first time. And Angela is like, oh my God. And Bella is feeling self-conscious. She's like, you know, everybody's staring. And Edward's like, not that guy. No, he just looked. Breaking all the rules now, anyway. <laughs> Since I'm going to hell. But I just always love the fact that, well, I, I like his energy mm-hmm. in this scene because he's cheeky a little bit. Like, he's a little cheeky. He's a little cheeky. <laughs> a little cheeky. And he's, yeah, he's like fun. We don't get fun Edward very often. But he's wearing sunglasses. And you can tell even through the blue filter that it is sunny that day. Oh, yeah. I'm always like, what are you doing? And he's <laughs> wearing his sunglasses as if that's going to somehow hide his sparkle. Yeah. I feel like they must have been waiting for hours and hours for the sun to go away and it just did not. Right. So they were probably just like, oh, we gotta film it. We just gotta do it. But then why not just put the filter and don't do the sunglasses? Yeah. Because the sunglasses, it makes you feel like he knew it was sunny and he's yeah. trying to hide because he didn't normally wear sunglasses. Right. Or he could have had like a hood up or something to cover his face. But I do love the sunglasses. And I mean, I do too. That is one of my favorite lines when he says, since I'm going to hell. Yeah. He's like, right. Hello. I know. Love it. Here's your moment to shine. Oh, is it the cringy moment? <laughs> it's time for some cringe. A little cringe. All right. My first cringe moment. So essentially, we were two minutes into the movie. This movie is two hours and two minutes long. And I wrote down in my phone at 159.21, only 159.21 to go. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really cringy, but it it made me laugh when I wrote it. (laughs) Well, we had just started. He's like, hold on. And he paused it. And then he starts typing (laughs) in his phone. I was like, are you is your cringy moment that the movie's two hours long? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. They are. They're all really long. It is a good movie as far as length goes. If you want Twilight, they deliver. Oh, yeah. But that one to me doesn't feel that no. long. Some of the other ones do feel a little long for me. But I feel like the only one for me that feels long because it's my least favorite is Eclipse. Mm-hmm. But I'll still sit through it. I'm not a big movie watcher because I cannot sit still for that long. But mm. I have had multiple Twilight marathons where I sat there for 10 hours and I watched all five movies because this is my only exception. I don't know why. I just, I love them. I can sit there all day. There's always an exception to the rule. I did have a day once where I watched the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings back to back to back. The final one, I think the Return of the King is like four hours and five minutes long. Oh, no. It was, I mean, it was actually a little difficult. But I, I mean, I soldiered on and powered through. (laughs) You were determined. That's right. All right, Kira, what's your first cringy moment? So my first cringy moment caused a little bit of a stir between me and Stacy. That's true, because it's actually one of my favorite moments. (laughs) (laughs) And I... Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. It's the scene where Bella and Edward have their first kiss in Bella's room on her bed. And I'm sorry, but I just cannot deal with it. I have to look away. I have to physically 
cringe. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know. I feel like it was a little too awkward for me. The heavy breathing and the he's like, don't move. I want to do something. And I'm like, oh, and well, I just... think he's trying to not eat her. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he is. But so it's I, intense. It was just so I don't know. I guess I'm I might be alone. I don't like it. I well, like the moment. You're probably not alone in the world of people that no, think that's cringy. But in the room you are. Yeah. Because he actually, Pete actually agreed that it was a good Yeah, it's pretty like, intense. Oh. I mean, like, I like the uh, the build up there, but. Mm-hmm. It's I good do. tension. Sorry. There's tension, Sorry. all right. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like there were other kisses throughout the movie that were more tasteful, but that one for me was just far too cringy. Cringy. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. We all, we all have To our each own their own. <laughs> oh, it's my turn, huh? Okay, so. My first moment is Bella and Edward's first combo in class where he's like asking her if she likes the rain and her response to him. Like, are you asking me about the weather and like her faces? (laughs) It's just so much over overacting. And she's like, no, I don't like it. You know, and uh, any cold, wet thing. And she's just repulsed. And of course, he's offended because he's a cold thing. Yes. Also, his accent here is weird to me because while yeah. I know he's British. He says, hello. Yeah, he, like <laughs> French, something like he, he's like, hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hello. Thank you. I feel like he was just trying to figure it out still at that point. It's like, a work in progress. Yeah. I'm getting Irish vibes from this. Yeah. The more we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Hello and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What you doing over there? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to send this part to my dad. Yes. <laughs> Kira's dad's Irish, so he has to approve it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on that front, number two for me, pretty much everything Bella did. I wrote here, she was just an amazingly happy ray of sunshine who definitely did not overact at all. Okay, Captain Sarcasm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's what I said while I was watching this movie, and I, I stand by it. Most of this movie is fine. I just have a problem with Kristen Stewart's delivery of Bella. Yeah. Just sticks out. It's just, I don't know what she was thinking. Well, Kira and I were talking about this, like, with the direction of the movie. Like, yes. how Catherine apparently liked her performance. I just feel like, because Bella was supposed to be awkward and clumsy. That's how she was written. But, like, she just needed to be a little more, a little toned down. A little more natural. Yeah. Like, who goes like... <laughs> <laughs> there's this... You could see my face, you'd know what I was doing. <laughs> I'm sure you could guess. There's this TikToker. I think his name is Brody Wellmaker. But he just does a million reenactments of... The guy with the long hair. And the... Yeah, the red hair. Oh, yes. yes. He's so funny. He's so funny. He does Kristen Stewart? Yes. He does oh. all Twilight. Oh, yeah. wow. But he'll say like a, a leading lady, like he won't necessarily say Kristen, yeah. but he's yeah. like trying to look like a leading actress and it, and he'll, it'll be like the most basic moment in his, <laughs> in his life. And he's like, <laughs> like, I, 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 it's just, <laughs> it's so good. Just go look him up. He, he won't be disappointed. And, and here's the thing with Kristen Stewart. She's in other movies, right? I mean, sometimes she kind of does this, like where she's. I don't know, a little too angsty, overacting, but she's been in quite a few roles where she's really good. So I, yeah, there are some she, of her movies that I yeah. I enjoy her. I'm not in. trying to you know hate on her. Everybody's you know artistic interpretation is different, but mm. wow, I I was not on board with it. <laughs> it is a lot. I feel like it's the most in this movie, yeah, mm-hmm. and it kind of gradually calms down, calms down a little bit. But 
I agree. It is a lot. It is a lot of <laughs> it's a it, lot of huffing and puffing. And once you acknowledge it, once you say it out yeah. loud, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to like focus on anything else. Like I try to just like, okay, focus, enjoy the movie. And then she makes another face for no reason. Like the most random things is just oh. <laughs> like, no, I don't want lasagna for dinner. <sighs> Yeah, could you bring a water to the table? <laughs> My second cringy moment plays off of the last one because it is Bella's face when Edward is sucking the venom out of her after James bit her. <laughs> and it's just her writhing in pain and her eyes cross. She's like crossing her eyes repeatedly. Crossing the eyes. <laughs> I I can't watch that without laughing out loud because it's so ridiculous. Who crosses their eyes as they're dying and writhing in pain? Yeah. I wouldn't have the time to cross my eyes. No. Like, I feel like, okay, your eyes would probably, like, start rolling in the back of your head, like, yeah. as the blood is being drained. But I don't yes. know about the, the crossing. crossing. Yeah. yeah, I am not a fan of that moment. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to take in the beauty of Rob's song. Yes. But then there's... Kristen crossing her eyes and <laughs> so it's like it's a lot happening all at once but I can't I can't with the face <laughs> okay <laughs> so there are several one-liners that happen that I just wish that Catherine had made them say it again mm-hmm. because it definitely sounds like I mean it's just bad at one point Bella and Edward are pulling up to the police station and you just hear Bella go whoa what is going on? <laughs> Not what's going on. Right. Like, what is going on? Like, what's going on? Like, why can't you just say it a little more naturally? I, yeah. I don't. It just needed a second take. What is going on? And then even though this time when I watched it, it wasn't as bad. But my friends there and I used to always joke about the way Carlisle says animal attack. <laughs> Wait, then- I've got one. I've got one. Cold. <laughs> cold <laughs> that wait, was my favorite wait when, when was that that was in the uh in the car i think right after their hands touched no she she says whoa <laughs> oh i thought she said cold <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a whole lot cooler she maybe did. she does i thought she said whoa but it's the same yeah that one is pretty funny just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh the reaction to their hands yeah. touching. Like that. <laughs> okay i have two more so one is where james is talking to Bella on the phone and he says <laughs> he's saying that that her mom left a very worried message <laughs> like I just the way he uh, it's, it's so proper it is like he wouldn't say it like that no a very worried message and then when they're at La Push it's La Push and Jacob and his buddies come up and somebody makes a comment about Edward Jessica says that Bella's date bailed on her right and then someone says, Colin's a freak. That's it. And then, so one of Jacob's friends, I can't... The original Sam. Sam. The original Sam, that's right. And he's like, you got that right. And then Bella's like, oh, you guys know him? And he just goes, the Collins don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that's not an answer to my question. <laughs> I asked you if you knew him. The Collins like, don't come here. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And it's like, okay, that was just a weird way to try to make it known that there's something else going on. But we don't really know yes. that. And I have to note that also this scene, right after this moment, Jacob and Bella go for a walk. And this is the moment that every single time I saw this movie in the theater, which was a lot. I mean, this is this is probably the last movie like binged that I went to way too much. Repeated like, viewings. Yes. Sarah and I would go after work. Yeah. A lot. For months. 
Yes. Because we were in Orlando, so it played way longer than I think it did a lot of other places. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a, like downtown Disney and stuff. We would go every weekend. We would check and see if it was still playing. And if it was, we went. Because we just knew that we were never going to get back the feeling of seeing that movie in the theater. Yeah. So... I went a lot. It probably <laughs> broke all my records. It broke my Romeo and Juliet record and my Titanic record. Those were the other big ones. So anyway, but every single time that scene, I feel like I've probably only seen the Bella Jacob scene on the beach with the lore about the wolves, the backstory, the, backstory the, tribes. the tribes, probably once because I always am like, oh, bathroom, pee break. <laughs> and when we were watching the other night, that's when I went. Pee break. Pete, Pete was like, do I need to pause? I was like, nope. <laughs> Perfect time for me to exit. I always thought that, well, not always, for the past year since this came back so heavily, mm-hmm. I've been thinking they should have some type of marathon in the movie theaters with like a big company. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. IMAX or something like a Twilight Marathon. They should. They show all the movies. I bet they would make so much money because they gained so many new fans who had never seen it. Mm-hmm. All of the old fans who are coming back and who are so excited. They would make so much money if they did like a, a and, Twilight Marathon. And maybe you could do like a three weekend marathon, right? Because oh, it's yeah. hard to do all of them in one sitting. Yeah. It's like, okay, weekend one, you get just the first Twilight movie. Weekend two, you get two and three. And then weekend three, you get the final yeah. two movies. You know, they typically will do that around big anniversaries of movies. They'll yeah. put it back in the theaters. So maybe at the uh, maybe the 15, 15 year. I'll be there. Mm. Me too. All right, my final one, because I've actually covered my other two cringy moments. All the extremely intense Cullen stares. <laughs> Although they did seem in the beginning like a miserable bunch other than Emmett, who really seemed to be enjoying himself and did have that wad of eggs, which yeah. was pretty cool. <laughs> but my God, like anytime they walk in, it's just like they've got a thousand yard stare, a real sour puss on, mm-hmm. and they don't have time for anybody. Well, I want to know if they were like that before Bella came because she kind of, you know, they were all worried about what this meant for Edward because they knew he was interested. No, 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 no. Not the first. How He didn't know anything about her before she came in. He was immediately. I mean, I know that they didn't know what he was thinking, except for maybe Alice in that moment. Mm -hmm. But he was immediately frustrated because he couldn't read her mind, which is why he is staring at her so angrily because he's trying to figure her out okay he's like what is it about you you know different i mean i'm sure he you know knew she was a human because he could smell her but like why are you the only mind i can't read right because he's probably he's been alive for a hundred and however many years and he has never come across this before yeah i do love like that scene when she walks into the science class (laughs) and you know it's just like he's like when when her smell hits him but then she's like smelling her armpits because she thinks she stinks Mm -hmm. (laughs) very high school it is all right cringe wise i'm done that's all i got yeah wow i really thought there'd be even more cringe well listen you guys did a good job of covering the noticeable cringe (laughs) along with me it is funny to me how something that we love so much can also be something that we can make fun of so much yes but at least we have a sense of humor yeah yeah I tell everybody who's never seen this before, beforehand, I'm like, you have to embrace the cringe or it's going to be unenjoyable because it's just, it's obviously cringy. There's so many moments where I want to crawl out of my skin, but if you don't embrace (laughs) it, then, you know, it won't be as enjoyable. And I was saying to you, when we were talking about this, when I originally saw the movie, it's not that I didn't recognize that there were parts that were bad, (laughs) but I love those books so much. I was just so into it all that I just... 
That's why I kept going back. I just wanted more. And it's the whole feel of the movie, too. That soundtrack is amazing. All of them are good, but that's my favorite one. And so that paired with like getting to see these characters come to life. I didn't care how cringy it was. And I still I mean, it makes me laugh more now than it did back then. But it's it's still I just love it. Me too. Well, good. But I'm about to do this. Let's rapid fire this next section. You two are going to have to answer some questions. Okay. I wrote these questions down, by the way, and yes. didn't even think of my answers. So. All right. So, Stacy, Team Edward or Team Jacob? Edward. Kira? Uh, Edward. All right. Top three favorite Cullens. Kira? Alice is my number one, then Edward, and then Carlisle? Okay. <laughs> Stacy. Oh, God. Um, yeah, Alice is my number one, too. Um, I'd say... I love Edward and Carlisle too, but I'll say Emmett instead of Carlisle. Okay. Favorite human, Stacy. Oh, um, ooh, I think Charlie. But it's a tie between Charlie and Jessica, but I, I think Charlie. All right. Kira? Mine is Charlie too. Okay. He's the best. He is. He's like the comic relief of the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, he's so funny, so subtly. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's a great actor anyway, Billy Burke, but he's the most normal person in that movie and he plays it so well. So you've got these extreme things happening and he's just like <laughs> drinking a beer. And... Yeah, clueless all yeah. the time. Which one's Charlie? The Bella's dad. dad. Oh, yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all the questions that oh. you wrote down, okay? Should have done more. So that's it. That was so much fun. And Kira and I have things that we were late on that, well, that aren't even pop culture related but we have a few things that we both love like love island uk yep and we both love euphoria euphoria oh yeah and twilight Mm -hmm. and that's been a big thing that we've been chatting about for a long time so it was fun to actually get to do it on mic yes i've been waiting for this one because last time i was here was in the summer Mm -hmm. which was right when this all started the Twilight Resurgence. So, mm. and we watched and them all while you were here. We did. That was my first time rewatching them in years. So yeah. it was fun. We set out on the patio, watched them out there. I like that. There's been a little bit of like lessening of hating Edward. You know that kind of thing. Where even Robert Pattinson came out and was like, "It's not cool to hate Edward anymore." Yeah. <laughs> and I equate that to Star Wars, where like Hayden Christensen caught so much flack for his portrayal of Anakin in those two Star Wars mm-hmm. movies. But now he's back in the Obi-Wan series that is about to come out and people are excited. So I'm glad like he's getting to enjoy that role. And hopefully Edward, I don't know if it'll ever like come back like that, but hopefully he's able to enjoy the role a little bit more than he did back then. Cause I'm sure it was difficult, you know, for all the love, but sure then all the hate prepared, that was sent his way. Prepared yeah. for everything yeah. that came their way from that. And I, I'm glad that he's been able to branch out beyond it. Cause I think he was probably worried for a while that he yeah. would always just be seen as Edward and never get to do any like exciting roles. And yeah. he's definitely done that now. I picture him like Scrooge McDuck backstroking through his piles of money <laughs> crying because he can't act anymore. Right. <laughs> and now he's just got more piles yeah. of money. He's got his Batman money. Batman. I bet that it's also like, I'm sure it's complicated because of the fact that he and Kristen were together. Yeah. And then they are not. And so I know it's been a long time, but if they were to ever revisit, and they definitely set it up that there could be more movies. Really? Yes. Yep. So that'd be fun. I love a comeback like that when they revisit something from so long ago. Yeah, me too. And everybody's doing it now. Yeah. But. I don't know if it's maybe not been long enough for them to do it, but I kind of feel like they should 
get on yeah. it if they're going to because they're not supposed to age. When did the last <laughs> one come out? 2012. Oh, okay. That's so 10 years. 10 years, yeah. And Stephanie Meyer released Midnight Sun. Yes, she did. So there's already another book. Mm -hmm. Which is Twilight from Edward's perspective. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they did release more Twilight movies. Huh? Yeah. What's that one with like the the sex dungeon? (laughs) Vampire Suck. He's talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, which it was Twilight, Twilight fan, fan fiction. fiction. Yes, it was. And it's funny because when I read those books, for at least the first one, I pictured the Collins. Who then, do you think would make it got, a better Edward? The dude from Fifty Shades of Grey or Robert? Oh, Robert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once I, like, well, I didn't even watch all those movies. Yeah. But I read the books. I did. But it was funny to see, like, the characters that you could tell, like, oh, that's supposed to be Alice and that's supposed uh, to be so-and-so. Okay. So. Anyways. Okay. So 2008 is when this song came out. We all had to pick one song, which was really difficult. But Kira, we'll let you go first. My favorite song from 2008 is So What by Pink. So, so what? Second time I've mentioned her. Yeah, 2008 was a big year for Pink. Yeah, in your your world. Yeah, I love her too. It's a good song. It is a good song. My song from 2008 from Coldplay, Viva La Vida. looking at all the songs from that album and I was like, oh, I want to pick all of these. And then like that was when Pony Vare's album came out. Yeah. There was a lot. The Ting Tings. It was a good year for music, but I really enjoyed this song. I know it, it got a lot of airplay, right? So yeah. it's it's great. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a really good song though. Mm-hmm. Great live. I've seen them live twice with my dad. Oh nice. Really, really good. They are. I've seen them live too. Not me. It was amazing. Fiona Apple opened for them when I saw. Wow. Which was like my 90s heart was yes. so happy. Okay, so my choice is Lucky by Jason Raz featuring Colby Kelly. Lucky I'm in love with my best friend. Lucky to have been where I have been. Lucky to be coming home. This one just feels, I think it's because like I know summer is just around the corner and this song always made me want to be at the beach. It just feels very tropical. And I love the two of them, and I like hearing their voices together. So, yeah, and I, I miss them. I haven't heard anything new from either of them in a long time. Yeah, they're both great. So they need to collaborate again. And they could be putting new music out. I just don't follow it like I used to. We might be missing it. <laughs> I'm too busy stuck in the 90s. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on again. Thank you, Kira. It Thanks was so much for fun. having me. Yeah. I'll have to see if we can talk Pete into doing New Moon next time you're in town. Next visit, New Moon. That still fits in the time frame. All right, all right. All right. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, you can't just leave it at two. (laughs) All right, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.